Welcome in to the CHGO Bears podcast. Chris Panko is excited. Our dynamic sales executive in the background here. Nicholas Morion is excited. I'm excited. We are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. What's going on, Bears fans? You can see it. I'm going to channel my start of the show just like Adam Hogue. We are in the missing Hogue formation today. Don't worry. Hogue will be back next week, but uh, we do. We are f- forging ahead without him today. Uh, However, how will we ever do it? I, it's going to be know. a tough one. Uh, congratulations, though, out of the gates here. Just looking at the chat. Nate Wills, new gig, was – was. Uh, I apparently lost his gig about six months ago. Has been on the search and has has found his next home. Congratulations! Good yeah. things happen to those who watch this show. <laughs> there you go. A little break in the middle of the day, and and the next thing you know, you got a new gig. Congratulations to new Nate. That's awesome. Um, we actually we have a huge show today. Matt Verderam, Sports Illustrated, is coming up in ten minutes. Nick. Oh. And everybody in this office is just having feelings. The Blackhawk show showed up here at nine o'clock in the morning. I was peacefully hanging out and here comes Mario here comes Greg here comes Jay and and, and you know little Jonathan Taves talk and then Kevin Kadek had a content walked in and was like with the saddest face I've ever seen so people are having sports feelings Nick that's that's all right to have sports feelings and especially when it revolves around a guy like Jonathan Taves the captain right of the Chicago Blackhawks so I get it um, and we have some sports feelings that we want to talk about here, too. Right, Mark? Well, I was just looking at it, and I thought, you know what? Bears fans have sports feelings, too, and this is a Bears show. And so I'm thinking about back in time, like, when a Bear retired, when was it most emotional for you? And as the crampa on the show, the elder states. You're calling yourself that now? Well, they're call- I, hey, I, man, I, I lean it to the people that watch the show. You want to call me crampa? Go right ahead. I mean, I'm the most fit guy in the history of the planet i that's not exactly true but you know i feel like i'm 10 years old but you know there are a couple one or two gray hairs up here so <laughs> reality is in the mirror for me but as the crampa and or elder statesman and or just veteran bears fan january 10th 1988 lawrence you're the only guy on the show right now that could remember it i don't think nick is january is, 10th 1988 january 10th 1988 I mean that's that's in like yeah, that's in, a, that's in like Fogball era, but I don't know. Just before Bears, Washington, different name back then in '88. Let's go at Soldier Field. Walter Payton's final game. Ah, yeah. And I still rem- I still remember him sitting on the heated bench with the head in his hands, and. I'm actually, I just felt an emotion right now. I, it was, you know, I mean, Walter was the greatest. And that, the way that ended and sort of the, the, that, for those who remember, the six people that perhaps remember on this podcast, like for that era ending with one Super Bowl uh, was hugely disappointing. But Walter was just, was the greatest. And so that's, I think there's a, there's a similarity between Walter and Taves. You know, the, the captain, leader, first class, all of it. So that's kind of where I go. Um, I think Walter was crying, Mubs. If he wasn't, he certainly was having feelings. So that, that's that's where I kind of got to with, with the Taves uh, end of an era. Um, yeah, I know you have a different one. Yeah, Mark, for me, I mean, Devin Hester was my favorite Chicago Bears player growing up. Um, loved everything about him. And I had to actually go back. What was his, what was his last game in a Bears uniform? And unfortunately... 
It's week 17 of the 2013 season where the Bears are playing the Packers at Soldier Field. And Hester actually has a 49-yard punt return in that game in the third quarter to help, uh, you know, the Bears score and take the lead in that game. But that ends with the the Randall Cobb wide open. But I I guess not even in the moment I knew, like, you know, this would be Devin Hester's last game. There was speculation. And, of course, it was, but that's always a guy, like, every single time he touched the ball at Soldier Field. I remember the first game I ever went to as a Bears fan. He takes one back against the Saints, and, like, that's that's what I loved. And, you know, that ended up being his last game in a Bears uniform, and he went on to go play for Baltimore, Atlanta, and things like that. But it's just that was his last one. Let's live in fantasy land for at least three more minutes because reality just sometimes isn't the best move. Fantasy land, Bears fans in the chat. Uh and Gary Ross saying uh, Erlacher, which is obviously a yeah, no, Erlacher was another one for but sure. But here's here, here's Fantasyland. You can have one Bears player come back for one game. It's not just to win the game, a win, sure, great, but not so much for the Bears to win. But just you get to see this dude play one more time in his prime and do his thing. It can, I'll even allow somebody could say someone that they didn't see. Like, if you want to get a Gale Sayers moment, like, I can rise him up and he could be in his prime. You get to watch him for one game over anybody that you actually have watched. I would allow something like that. One game in his prime. I'm giving you seats. 50-yard line. 10 rows up. You're there. All the Goose Island you can drink. Let's go. Who do you got? You can, st- you can do it sober, by the way, too. You don't have to, you know, Whatever. It's the easiest answer. Yeah? It's always the answer. Who is Come it? Come on, Nick. It's, or are we just talking It's Barrett? Walter. It's Walter? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, was, I wanted to go from people that I watched. I don't just, think I would pick Walter. I think, pick? I'd go, I think I'd go off the board. Okay. As much as I love Walter. Where are you going with this, Mark? I got two of them. I just had to bite my lip on it. Because I'm not quite sure that I would do my first thought, which is somebody that I have seen. But I've never had a more exciting bear moment in my life than the ones that number nine in his prime gave us. Off the bench in Minnesota. The roller dome. I mean, McMahon for me was when he was going – but that's I, I don't know if I can do that. I think I, I think I honestly think honestly <laughs> I think I would I think I would pick to see Gale. Okay. I think I would pick to see Gale. Sure. Yeah. Okay, I'll go with a more recent guy. Dick was a great answer. Yeah, that that's also a really good answer. I'm seeing some really good ones actually in the chat right now. I think for me, especially with how the offenses now are run, like Matt Forte was a little ahead of his time. Being that past dual threat. I know. Oh my I know. God. I know. Forte. The most boring yeah. guy of all time. No, no, like, no, 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 just watch David Montgomery? That's a like, No, no. Matt Forte was way I know, more electric. I know, but like, but come on. Awesome. I'm going with guys I, I watched. I, I know. I, I, I could say Forte. Walter Payton. I could say no, no, guys no. like that, but. I would love to see Matt Forte. Again, I, like a modern offense like this with like that's the such a, that's, I love that you just said that. That's such a Nick <laughs> answer. He's like, he's, you know, he's got, Forte's got the look. He's all together. He does things professional. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a Nicholas Moriano. He's in, yeah, he's a, he's I just, my the only reason I said more, uh, David Montgomery, it's just like, to me, Matt Forte is just like a good running back. Like there's nothing special about him. Like I don't oh, need to I, see I him love, playing. I love me some Matt Forte growing up. Like, dude, when he got in the open field, I think it was the run. It was a screen pass, or maybe it was a outside zone run against the Detroit Lions. Takes up the right sideline, like seventy yards. Those things just stick in my mind. 
But that's just me, like, when I was growing up watching the Bears. Like, Matt Forte was my dude. Yeah, sure. I get it. It's just like, I know. really? No, it's that's... one of the worst answers, but your most adorable <laughs> answers of all time. That's who mattered to Nick. That's his guy. Yeah, yes. This is not a, there's no right or wrong, even though that's completely wrong, but there's no right or wrong. <laughs> One we, of the we, we can't. Sure. I wanted to also go like if I was like put some for, respect on 22's for, name uh, damn it. for Bulls. Like I would have loved to obviously see Jordan or like Rose play one more time in his prime because I, I see those those yeah. highlights I every mean, single time. Yeah, and, then you're pick, and then you pick Matt Forte. Like, sticking like, to football. What? Sticking to football. I know, it, but like it, if you're, it's like you're like yeah, I'd like to see Michael Jordan. And then you say Matt Forte instead of yeah, Walter it's, Payton. It's like you just said from a Bulls standpoint, Horace Grant. Exactly. If I could just see Horace Grant out there one more time, like Tyson Chandler. If I, could, like, if, I could, Thomas, no. if I could just get Andre I think, I think there's some disrespect going no. on for, for Matt I Forte. I just want to see Lou Aldang again. The, God, the, Lou, he's Aldang. A good Lou Aldang is a perfect Matt Forte. That is a perfect Matt Forte. What and I love doing? Lou Aldang. Lou! Yeah. Aldang. Which, by the Lou way, Aldang. congrats to the Bulls. That was amazing. Uh, I had so much fun last night. And yes, uh, DraftKings, you're just paying me out, DraftKings. Keep, let's, let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's go. I wouldn't bet. I'm fucking Thir- loving this. 13 and a half <laughs> points. Who didn't know the oh. Bulls were coming back late in that game? Uh, Gary I mean, Ross. Come on, I took the money line. Plus 687 with yep, the boost. I did, yeah. Thanks, DraftKings. Oh, when did, did you make that bet? Yeah, Third quarter, they're down 12. And, you got the and it was like at plus 550, you got, you and got, I said hit got, it with the, with the 25% boost that they were given. You got a little lucky. Dick Buckus Come is on. a great answer, too, by the way. Rise up 51 in this prime. Yeah. That would Buckus be, would be good, we too. See, there's I an Adam Hogue in the chat. There's an Adam Hogue. <laughs> Give me one more. One more. Ron Harper is another great Matt Forte. Little, <laughs> let me just get one more of Ronnie Harp. Just hating on the Matt Carrying Forte. that body around out there, but getting it done. Getting the getting job done. done. Getting it done. He, they, yep. Hey, Harp helped win championships four, five, and six. Adam Braggs wants to cut off his right arm to relive the 96 Bulls season. Yeah. That's you know that's just a young Greg Braggs who doesn't realize that 91, 92, 93 were so far superior to 96. But, you know, if you want to be the guy that likes 96 like everybody else out there and the Rodman and, the, and all the shine, you know, those of us who know our bulls through and through. Does Nick know who Ron Harper is? That do you question. know who Ron Harper is? I have him on Wikipedia. <laughs> Are you serious? Know. You don't know who no, Ron Harper is? No, no, of course I do. I just... I Who's, saw his comment in here. I don't know if I buy it. Who who who, who did Ron Harper come into the NBA with? Who did he come in? Let's see. No, 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 yeah, just to let that, us know. That makes me just feel so unbelievably old. I mean, we're not talking about Orlando Warriors, Ricky Sobers, Quinton Daly for, yeah, when did, uh, for those people. R.I.P., by the way. 1986. Har- Harper was phenomenal, phenomenal, and then he blew out his knee, and then uh, our, our next guest uh, will definitely remember him. I can't – Nick – hey, uh, so let's let, – let's, um, all right, we'll, we'll get back to Ron Harper and, and, and sports feelings and <laughs> Jonathan Tay's retiring with a guy actually who loves hockey and loves all sports, the most diehard person of all time. One of my favorite people on the rise in his career like no other over to Sports Illustrated after I worked with him at Fansided for, I don't know, felt like a decade wasn't quite that long. But uh, joining us, the father of Maisie, Ben and Genevieve, the newest man at Sports Illustrated, straight out of 
upstate New York, but now living in Rockford, Illinois, with the best background in all of sports media, Matt Verderam. What's up, my friend, NFL expert? Um, that was quite an introduction. Uh, Thank I'm, you. I'm good. How are you, Carm? Uh, we're we're great. Uh, we're you know Taves' last game as a Blackhawk tonight, so we're having some sports feelings. I I went back to January tenth, nineteen eighty eight. Walter Payton's last game as a Bear. They lose at home to Washington. He's sitting on the. I I know you remember it. You're the, the like. Ultimately, when Verderam's done being a draft expert and covering the NFL and writing amazing stuff for SI, he's going to be at the NFL historian. All he yeah, does is watch stuff that. every single day. What's and you're you you're a Chiefs fan, Matt Verderam. For people that don't know you, do you have a a sports feeling moment? of a last game of a chief or anybody else around the NFL? The NFL, uh... Or anywhere. Well, you can pick any sport for as far as I'm I, pro- I mean, probably uh, in hockey, I always think of Mark Tambrador. I was at his last game with the Devils. I, I went to the game. Um, that was the only game I've ever been to where I didn't do anything but pretty much watch one player because that was all that mattered that entire game. So, um... That would probably be the one. I mean, I wouldn't say Patrick Ewing, but like he got like unceremoniously traded. So that was a different deal. But yeah, probably Brodor. Probably Brodor in, in uh, New Jersey. I love the Does fact Nick that Nick Bro- know who Martin Brodor is? Nick, do you know who Martin Brodor is? That's a no. Okay. Yeah, it's, 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 it's right <laughs> over his shoulder, too. You see the He's Jersey a New Jersey devil. He's a goalie. He. The goat. Possibly. Greatest goal defender of all time. I'll there it is. Anybody. There. Oh, I know. All right, yeah, but, Patty Wah. But, but that is not why you're here, Verderam. So let let's talk. Let's talk driving. Let's talk some NFL. Actually, I want to start with um, what do you think is happening with Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets and the Packers? Apparently, just in no rush to make things easy for Rodgers and whatever. If you're going to give us that first round pick, 13 overall, we'll do it. But if you're not, then yeah, maybe we'll just keep the guy. I mean, right now, I think that they're a stalemate, but I think the reality of it is, like, the Packers aren't going to pay him $58.3 million, which is what's due to him by September. That's not, it's not happening. They're not paying him that amount of money. So the Jets ultimately know here he's got to get moved. And the only thing that would change this whole picture is if another team gets involved. You know, do the 49ers just say, you know what? Fine. We're going for it. I mean, you know, that would change the picture. Then the Packers have the leverage we keep talking about in this. But otherwise, what are the Packers going to do? I mean, at some point, they got to move them. Now, I've talked to people in the league who say, look, they're not all that worried about getting picks for this draft. They want picks for next year's draft because Drake May and Caleb Williams are in that draft. And if love doesn't pan out, then they've got all this ammunition to go up and get them. Now, the flip side of that is the Jets have two second-round picks right now, back-to-back. I do not think the Packers are getting the Jets' first-round pick. I have not talked to one person in the league who thinks the Jets are getting the, giving up that pick. So, if you're the Packers, would you take a two and then a conditional next year based upon, uh, how, you know, how, how many games you win or how far you go in the playoffs? I think in the end of this, look, the only thing that could hold it up is if the Jets are saying, we want you to pay X of that $58 million and the Packers balk. But I think eventually it's going to get done one way or the other. It has to. Matt, I've been seeing a, a lot lately, especially since we're getting close to the draft, where Houston may not take a quarterback at two and maybe takes the best player available that's not a quarterback. Where are you with that? Where, you know, Houston obviously will be in uh, the driver's seat after number one overall pick goes to, to Carolina, but 
is that becoming more of a possibility or just kind of something that's happening because of drafts coming up in a couple of days, a couple of weeks? Well, my, my colleague over at SI, Albert Breer, has put out there a few times, that, look, it's not a guarantee. It's not a guarantee they're going to take a quarterback. Now, obviously, I, I certainly will stand with Albert on that one, but I will say this. I think it would be insane if they don't take a quarterback. It'd be insane. You're going you're gonna to continue to build this team and have Davis Mills on the center? That's the answer for this team going forward? And you're going to tell me D'Amico Ryan's he wants to go in there and deal with this. And for anybody who's like, well, it's his first year. Yeah, they just fired a couple guys on their first year. So if, if I'm D'Amico Ryans, I'm saying, look, I'll fix the defense. I'll deal with mid-round guys. We'll get a you know, guy here, a guy there, free agency as time goes on. Maybe use a high pick on a defender with their second first-round pick. But if I'm D'Amico Ryans, I'm saying, I can fix the defense. That, that's my forte. I need a quarterback. And I think if you get one, Look, the Texans aren't going to make a bunch of noise next year. I don't think no matter how this draft plays out. But in that division, you win some more games. You could be at least a team that maybe wins six games, maybe even pushes. You're a little frisky. Um, I put my my mock out today. It's the only one I'll do. I had Stroud one, and I had Bryce Young two. Now, certainly you could flip those. Um, but I, I would be very surprised if those aren't the top two picks in this draft. So I read through your mock, and – Look, before we before we get to <laughs> we, it was a, it was a great rate loved it uh, I don't think you're right about the Bears but we'll get to that in a second I I do I do think that well that's not what I think there is thoughts out there that if that the Texans want Bryce Young but they don't want C.J. Stroud do you do you believe that noise or or do you think that, I mean I get I get your take that they absolutely if if they Look, if Young goes to the Panthers, then you take Stroud and be done with it. Or you want to roll the dice big and go Anthony Richardson. You need you need a QB. But do you buy that noise? I mean, look, I, I think if, if you're Houston and you really feel that way and Young goes off the board to Carolina, which a lot of people think he will, I, I put Stroud one simply because I think Stroud is the safer bet, although I think Young might have the bigger upside. Um, but, you know, look, there's a real chance. In fact, there's probably even a better than 50-50 chance. I'm in the minority that, that Bryce Young goes number one. If he does, and they don't love C.J. Stroud, and they don't love Richardson enough to take him at two, which is fine. I get that. Richardson hasn't thrown a 1,000 passes between college and high school. I understand that. Then, in theory, you take Will Anderson at two. But if I'm the Texans, if you're not taking a quarterback, trade out of the pick. Straight out of it. Move back. Because you're not a Will Anderson away from winning anything that matters. So go back and get more capital. Now, I don't have a problem with them doing that if they really don't like those quarterbacks. But if they like one of these guys and they don't take a quarterback, I think they're nuts. In the end, public pressure matters too. They're going to get vilified in Houston if they don't take a quarterback with this pick. I mean, just absolutely crushed in the fourth biggest media market in the United States. So I still think they're walking away with a quarterback. Um, but – you know, look, you know, weirder things have happened. Years ago, they were everybody thought they were going to take Reggie Bush, and they took Mario Williams. So they went against the grain there. I mean, it, it does happen. I, I just think it's unlikely. Man, let's get to your, your mock draft, and you have the Bears taking Skaronsky at nine. And then I noticed two picks later, Paris Johnson going to the Titans. For you, is Skaronsky just a safer pick? Like, if he's not going to amount to being – or one, also being maybe the best uh, offensive lineman technician-wise – is he just somebody that if he doesn't go out and translate to, to tackle, you can move him inside, you know you have a good good player that's going to be playing in the NFL for a long time? Is that why kind of over like a Paris Johnson who maybe fits more of the physical attributes that the Bears are kind of looking for? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think my main thought on it was Skaronsky has so much versatility up front. I think you're always going to be able to find somewhere he can play. Always. Now, some of these guys that are tackles, like if they don't work out a tackle, they're, you're just kind of screwed. I mean, they, they don't they don't have the the ability to kick inside and play guard, at least not naturally, where I think Skaronsky can play anywhere. Um, that said, this is a draft that is really, really deep uh, in, in tackles. And so I, I talked to one scout a couple weeks ago who actually thought that was the best position in the draft was all these all these offensive linemen. Um, so if you listen, if you want to sit there and say, hey, Paris Johnson, some people love Darnell Wright out of Tennessee. You know, there are some people who think he's a late round pick. There are some people who think he's going to go in the top 12 picks. So, you know, there, there's a lot of different guys you can throw in there. I just like Skaronsky for the Bears, not because of the Northwestern ties, as I'm sure some people would see, but because I like the versatility. I think that just insulates you from him being a bust. I think if nothing else, you're going to get a good player who can start for a long time. I do like that reframe there because hey, he's a guard. Well, no, like worst case scenario, he's a good guard. The The floor for everybody else over there is they, that they can't play. They can't play. Right. Mm-hmm. So that I, I, I like your feeling. I like the way you're thinking about it. What you just mentioned with uh, the Bears options and, and right moving up on some boards and not – I think what the I think what the Bears are looking to do here is trade down, Matt. I think that they I think they look at that dude as going to be there at 16, 17, 18, and I'll go to 19, where you have Will Levis going to the Bucks. I think if you get th- if three quarterbacks go off the board, one, two, three, which is what I think is going to happen, which a lot of people think is going to happen. Yeah, I, I could see Tampa. You know, hey, we got to come up and get them. You go down to nine. The Bears get a first round pick. They get their tackle, their right tackle at 19. That to me, that's a home run. No, I, I well, it would be. I see, like when I do mocks, I don't do trades. Although I will tease this next week just for fun. I did it. I did a mock draft where I traded every single first round pick, and <laughs> let me tell you, that was a mental exercise. We had some fun with it, uh, but I, I think I think Carm, you're right. Like there's a very real chance the Cardinals trade that pick, and you're looking one, two, three, right? I mean, in whatever order you want to put them in, Young, Stroud, and and, and Anthony Richardson. I do think there's a chance Levis falls in this draft a little bit more than people think he will. But as we all know with quarterbacks, it takes one team. It takes one team that just says, you know what? He's our guy. Okay, fine. If you're the Bears and you can move back, that's awesome because the depth in this class is really good. And I think, frankly, again, talking to people around the NFL, a lot of people feel like the sweet spot of this draft is between picks like 15 and 75 because there's not a ton of difference between a lot of these guys, there's not, you know, there's a there's a lot of depth in this draft. You're going to get some really good players even in the second round or early third round. And if you're the Bears, sure, move back. The problem is how many teams in a draft like that want to move up? And can you find that partner? Now, a lot of that ties into how does the board look? You know, if a guy's falling, like here, perfect example. Let's say Jalen Carter falls, okay? And you're on the clock as the Chicago Bears at nine and Jalen Carter is staring you in the face. But let's say the Bears just, whatever, they don't want to take him. That's the kind of situation where you could trade back. But if the draft goes and Carter goes and the quarterbacks go and Will Anderson's off the board, you're going to have a lot of teams that say, you know what, we're good with waiting because we're going to fall right into some value. So I think a lot of it is just how does the board fall and, and do you get a surprise or two in the top you know, seven, eight picks? Matt, let me ask you this. Uh, We're going to talk about the NFC North in a little bit here, Mark and I. Out of the teams there between the Lions, who have 6 and 18, the Packers at 15, and then the Vikings at 23, who do you think, in your opinion, is most likely to select a quarterback out of of those three teams? 
That's a really good question. Right, the Packers, I don't think will. I, I, I just can't imagine a scenario where the Packers would do it. Minnesota is really interesting because I know that they have had preliminary discussions on an extension with Cousins. Um, but nothing's happened, and he's got one year left on his deal. And, he, and he's well into his mid-30s at this point. Or at least I should say he's not well. He's, he's entering his mid-30s. If Herndon Hooker's there, does Minnesota say, you know what? Fine. Maybe. Now, here's the downside with Hooker. He's coming off the torn ACL, and he's 25 years old. Right. That's, a, that's a real thing. Like, yeah. his, his rookie deal is going to end. He's going to be 30. Okay? Yep. But he's got a lot of talent. And if he ends up being really good, you're still going to get a dozen years out of him. Like, you're that upset about it? So that's a risk you might be willing to take if you're Minnesota. I think Hooker's going to be late first, early second. That all said, the Lions are really interesting because Goff had a very good season, but is he your long-term answer? And it's 6-12. and 12. Like that, I think they're the best team in the division right now. I, I really do. I think the Lions, for the first time in a long time, are actually a, a team that could win a playoff game. Would they – if Anthony Richardson gets to six, I feel like you're almost compelled to take him. Right? Like you yeah. sit him for because that's perfect for him. Sit for a year, really good coaching staff, right? I mean, that, that would be ideal, but I don't know that he gets there. I'll, I'll say Minnesota just because I think the board might fall in a way, or may, and maybe if Levis falls enough, maybe they even move up. Um, I'll say the Vikings, but I think the Lions, if the board falls the right way, would be a really, really interesting play there for Richardson. So, man, I know you said, like, the Green Bay is completely out of it. Is it just because they need to see what Jordan Love is or, or confident in what he, what he can be and just out of the equation to even go that route to I, select another QB? They have to find out who he is. I mean, you, you spent a first-round pick, and you've been dancing around this now for years. Like, you got to find – and honestly, here's the, other, here's the quiet part of this. You're the Packers. If he sucks <laughs> and you're really bad next year, you can go get Caleb Williams or Drake May. Yep. So, like, who would you rather have? Some yeah, Will yeah. Levis this year? And, like, and here's the other part of this. What if Jordan Love's really good? Now what? Now you wasted that pick. So, like, if I'm them, I'd be like, look, guys, you got to get fact, they do not have an owner. Mark Murphy's been there forever. That is a very patient, conservative organization. Nobody's losing their job this year if they go 4-13. and Nobody. And they all know it. So if that team stinks, so what? Big deal. Right, especially if you get the Jets to give you that 2024 capital, you have all this ammunition. I don't think if you're the look, could you guys name one free agent the Packers have signed this offseason? I can't. There's a reason they haven't signed one. No. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Believe me, I'm not saying they're tanking, but I'm just saying like if love isn't good. I think we can call that a happy accident for the Packers because now they've got this ability to go up and get a generational talent in Mayor Williams. Which would be the Bears karma, by the way. Oh, <laughs> Favre, Rodgers. Oh, yeah, they suck for one year with Jordan Love. Now they got Caleb Williams, so they're going to be great <laughs> again for 20 years. Uh, my traits and error up to three, Bertram, and we appreciate the time. We'll get you out here in a couple minutes. But you've got the Raiders taking Christian Gonzalez at seven. They've met with all five quarterbacks. I have the Titans trading up from 11 to three because – the gambling market went nuts about two weeks ago with rumors around the Titans moving up to three to grab Richardson. So that's what I still think is going to happen, even though that, that noise has kind of calmed down. You don't think a quarterback's going to 
the Raiders because they've got Jimmy Garoppolo for three years and $34 million guaranteed? So I put it this way again with this mock draft. Like I don't do. I did. I did my one where I'm. I'm just being funny with it next week, and we just went crazy with trades. But I try not to do trades and mocks because I just feel yeah. like it's insane. Like you have no idea what's going to happen. That being said, if you gave me, if you said to me, do you think the Raiders would trade up? I, I mean, the Raiders is pretty well documented. Tried to trade up the number one overall pick. So um, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Now, if you look at Garoppolo's deal, he's there for two years. I mean, unless they're just willing to eat an ungodly amount of dead cap or go post-June 1 and spread the cap head out over the you know, following two years into, what, 25 and 20, 24 and 25. I think it's more likely that they take a defensive player. I mean, other than Max Crosby, they are rancid defensively. That team's not stopping anybody. You've got – and in that division, if you can't stop anybody, you've got a problem. Like, you're yeah. going 0-4 against the Chiefs and the Chargers. So – I, I think they will go defensive. Now, if Richardson falls, that changes the whole game. Okay, I just don't – I personally don't believe that he's getting past the Colts. I don't. If you're the Colts, with the quarterback situation they've had since Andrew Luck, you're passing on that kid? I, I just can't do that. You're taking Lucas Van Ness? Like, what, there's no way. Nothing against Lucas Van Ness. He's a very good player. You're, uh, you're Iowa Hawkeyes are calm. But I, yeah. I, I, think if you're, I think if you're the Colts, you have to take Richardson. Now – are the Raiders willing to trade up to three? Maybe. The Titans, I think, are fascinating because you're right about the betting markets. And also, Rand Carthon's a first-year GM. And so my, my point, I should expound that. My point is with that, like, you want to find your guy. Tannehill has a year left on his deal. And by the way, the Texans might be getting their quarterback. And the, and the Colts, who are also in your division, might get theirs. You want to jump in front of them and, and make a play in your division? Sure. I think the Titans make more sense than the Raiders. Because the Titans, to me, only have one year at Tannehill, and they have a whole new regime. The, the Raiders seem to be intent on being the Patriots again, which good luck with that. It never happens. Um, yep. So I think the Titans are more interesting in trading up than the Raiders are. Matt, real quickly, who's the most polarizing prospect in this year's draft, in your opinion? You just watch this guy, you're like, oh, he could be this, and then, oh, wait, oh, maybe. Richard. Okay. I think there's just this weird conversation about, like, people almost talk about this guy. He can't miss. Look, I love his talent. I think if he hits his ceiling, he could be a, a, an unbelievable, like, best quarterback in the class easily type of quarterback. But he's thrown, like, 800 and some odd passes between high school and college. You know, and, like, we've all seen for years, and I'm not saying it's going to happen with him, guys get drafted based on potential, and their traits and what they could be. And all these coaches were like, I could turn this guy into something. You don't know that. You don't know that you can turn him into something. It's like the guy in baseball who's got a 98-mile-an-hour fastball, but he can't locate it. And everybody's <laughs> like, but he throws 98. It's like, yeah, it's great. He just walked five guys. I, Richardson, if he hits the ceiling, he's going to be unbelievable. I think he, as, as character goes, great. The question's going to be, does that raw talent turn into something great or does it stay just talent? Uh, two more. Do you buy Nolan Smith? Yeah, I do. I, George has been churning out kids left and right. I do buy him. I think he's, I think he's a top 10 pick. I think, I think he could go to Philly. Um, they love Georgia defenders. They took Davis and Dean last year, but I think the worst case he's mid first round. See, the reason why I ask is you have him going to Philly 10 and you've got Skaronsky to the Bears 9 or alignment at, at 9 and we're not okay so you're not making trades which is fine let's let's do it that way between those two if I'm the Bears 
You want I'm Nolan take, Smith? I'm taking Nolan Smith, man. I, I that that ceiling is way higher. Uh, it's a yep. it's it, it's a scary it's a scarier play because of his size and all that. But I mean, we're talking about a potential elite talent who's now being compared to Micah Parsons. Uh, all right. More importantly. He is Lawrence. The guy's getting Micah Parsons love. I don't think he is, but, uh, you know, throw that name out there, I get excited. All right, Bears, Chiefs, are we going to Germany for a rim? You got any inside info here? Uh, I, I would love to go to Germany for the game. Uh, I do not think I'm going. I have, a, I have uh, two young kids at the house. I think I'd come home and there'd be papers at the door. Uh, but I, uh, I would love to do that. I, I definitely – I think that would be an experience, just going out there and grabbing a brat and a beer and uh, watching the game. I'd like to do it as a fan, though, and not not as a journalist. That would be my my goal. But is we is it confirmed? Am I, did I miss something? It's not confirmed yet, right? But you think it's not? But it's been it's been heavily rumored. Okay, so you you think it's happening, I, Chiefs? It's a good. It's you know we don't. That means the Bears don't have to deal with your Arrowhead crowd, which I think is slightly overrated, but still very. <laughs> it's, it, listen, it, I I think I think all home field advantage stuff is slightly overrated. Thank okay, like, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, so does it matter? I, okay, it relax. matters in terms of weather, like when it's really mm-hmm. cold. Like if you if the Chiefs play the Dolphins in a playoff game, I think it matters if it's eight degrees outside. Then I think it matters, but like. The noise and all that, yeah, sure, it matters a little bit, sure, but I don't think it's uh, like people make it out like can't win in that building. Like, like you can, you can win road games. Like these guys, are professional athletes, it's okay. Verram, people should be reading you. Subscribe at SI long after you become a diehard here at CHGO. Uh, great stuff. And uh, last one on the way out. Their Bears aren't doing this, but let's say they just trade down and instead of your guy Bijan Robinson going to the Chargers and we're placing Austin Eckler at, at 21 and the Bears somehow, you know, whatever they were, they were, they were going to take Darnell Wright, but Wright's gone all of a sudden and they, they and now they're sitting there at at, at 19 and 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 Bijan's the best player on the board. Do you take him, Bijan? Let's go. If the Bears take a running back, everybody should be fired. <laughs> Dig that. The Bears are like 30 <laughs> need. If they take a running back car, everyone involved should be fired before that card starts in. Yeah, okay. They're not doing it. I just think, like, eh, eh, potential best player of the draft. Guys like that excite me. That's all, you know. Bijan could be, uh, you know, in the Hall of Fame someday. We'll see. All right. Hey, thanks for making time, sir. Good luck to your Knicks in the playoffs. Oh, God. They're, they're going to lose. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Matt Burnham, Sports Illustrated, joining us. Huge New York Nick. New Jersey Devil, Kansas City Chief. Verham's Verham's a man. Good friend of mine and also just uh, knows his football like no other, Nicholas Moriano. He sure does. Mark, I was watching, I was on on my TV just watching and turned on the NBC Sports app. Yeah. I see you on there. There You know what you're talking about? B. John Robinson again. The B. John is everywhere with you. B. John and you are a just a connection. We got to get you some of that mustard. Okay, just just for the record, on that show yesterday, if we're we're going behind the scenes. I don't know. I've heard, like, behind when I was on a couple days ago, like... Who's Right. Well, okay. (laughs) I just. I wouldn't. Anyway, that 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 interview was taped uh, you know, prior to yesterday. It was last week. I wouldn't have brought that up okay. yesterday. I'm, I'm a little cool around, even though I just brought it up here. But <laughs> yeah. but he yeah, but he's got him all the way down <laughs> to 21, and it was in my notes. And I just figured that we would hit it um, because you know why not, Nick? What do you got to tell us, by the way? What's going on in your world over there? Uh, is it the the world of Shady Rays? That's the rule. Where That's you can the- take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady mm. Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price 
Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive we've worn here at CHGO. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. Keep my Shady Rays in my car. Convenient. Know I'm going to have my eyes protected and look good when I wear my Shady Rays. And what's awesome, if you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they'll send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear Shady Rays with confidence because they have you're back long after your purchase. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is going to give out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the code CHGO for 50% off two or more polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The Shady Rays are rated five stars by over 250,000 people. I love my Shady Rays as much as I love my Fubo TV, 140 live channels, sports shows, movies, news, all of it. Stream live from any, stream live to the TV from any device. Uh, you can watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price. Cubs, Sox, you get it right there. And yes, you can try it out. You can start watching immediately. Seven-day free trial. Why would you not do that? Check out Fubo TV. You can do it right there. FuboTV.com forward slash CHGO. You do that. That's right. You're going to get 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. You get Marquee. You get NBC Sports Chicago. You get it all. Uh, you also get 1,000 hours of cloud DVR included at no extra cost. And reminder, there's no contract. It's not, there's no cable. There's no hassle. Sign up. Start watching. I did it the other day. Living the dream. I loved it. Uh, start watching immediately again with that seven-day free trial Fubo TV. All right. Oh, and of course, if you're watching uh, the podcast right now, you have to know all about our draft party that we're having at Joe's Bar, 940 West Weed Street. You can come hang out April 27th, 28th. We have premium drink packages. You're going to be around a bunch of Bears fans. Have a good time meeting some of the people here at CHGO. If you're a Bears fan, you are looking forward to the draft. Got to be at Joe's Bar on April 27th and 28th to come hang out with us. Yeah, I was there I was there yesterday checking out the space. It looks, uh, I think we're going to be in a good spot. I think it's going to be nice. Okay. Good Went spot. okay? You, you didn't yeah, say that you know, like with a whole lot of confidence. No, no, no. It's good. No, we, we were just kind of checking out the, uh, like the internet situation, okay. Ethernet cables and all that good stuff, and everything worked out really well there. Uh, I was watching. That uh, is important. We need, we need <laughs> for those who yes. are not coming, they, they need to be able to hear yes. the show. We will be streaming for probably eight hours over the course of the two nights. So I figured we should check all that. And it seems to be, uh, seems to be pretty good. So yeah. come on down. Come on down and be there because the Bears are absolutely going to be trading down. That's my guess. I'm, trade I'm down it. is happening. For the trade down. Yeah. All right. We, we, uh, as we were thinking about what to do today, we decided – uh, to make our way around the division and take a peek at the Lions and the Packers and the Vikings. And by the way, don't leave right now because I have one of my the least popular Carm takes of all time is coming up of, to wrap up the show here. I'm uh, curious what this could be, so it's, tune it, in. It, it's probably not going to be very popular, but I, and I'm going to blame my, 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 my father, Fred Carmen for this take because okay. he instilled it in me at a very young age, so that, that's coming. But uh, let, let's start with the Lions mm-hmm. sitting at 6-18. and 18. Bears fans are absolutely terrified that Jalen Carter is going to fall to six. I'm trying to make myself more comfortable with that by the moment. Um, and, you know, let, let's let's be real here. The, the Lions, 
have a chance to be a very good football team in 2023. Uh, let's remind ourselves also at the same time that they still have Jared Goff at quarterback, and ultimately they're the Lions, and somehow bad things just tend to happen to Detroit. Uh, but some people have them taking Tyree Wilson at six if Carter is not there. Nick, you are officially our draft Detroit Lions expert for this moment in showtime, so what do you got for six and 18? Yeah, just looking at some of the needs for the Detroit Lions, um, they could could use a tight end, could use some interior defensive line, maybe can use another wide receiver. They did revamp their secondary, so they're looking pretty pretty good in that aspect. They added David Montgomery. But yeah, the secondary's got Cam Sutton, Emmanuel Mosley, CJ Gardner Johnson, who I thought the Bears might have been interested in, but they weren't, so yeah, so the Lions they were. Some, they got some guys in the secondary, but they also, Akuda. Just left, right? Just got traded. So maybe that changes their need at six. Do you, they want to do go you ahead, think the, I just wondering, do, do we think the Bears even made a call on Jeff Okuda that the Lions wouldn't consider trading him in the division? Because I would have taken a flyer on a guy who, yes, has been hurt a ton, but did start 15 games last year and add him into the Bears' secondary depth. It would have, I, I would have been willing to do it. I mean, that's a guy Fifth that, round pick. Yeah, a fifth round pick for a guy that what went number three overall, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So. I mean, that's a guy that maybe a change of scenery is exactly what Jeff Okuda needs. Um, dealt with some injuries and what was that, during the COVID season too? So it's a lot of stuff that was going on for yeah. Okuda, but I doubt they would have traded within the – even though Detroit's willing to do that. They did it with the, the Minnesota true. Vikings. That, that's an excellent point. But I don't know if maybe so, the Bears were so on the their Bears radar. Interested. Okay. So maybe maybe a guy like Christian Gonzalez is on their radar. What about Devin Witherspoon? But if, if Jalen Carter's there, Mark – like at six, I think maybe they, they would take a, a chance on a guy like that. But let's say they don't address, let's say they go to the corner with a number six pick and they want to address that interior defense alignment at number 18. A guy that I know a lot of Bears fans like, Kalijah Cansey, he could potentially be there at that spot. They also need a tight end. That's they, Woods guy, by the way. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's an awesome player. He's a little bit of an outlier because of how... I guess uh, the frame he plays with a lot. Of, he gets a lot of Aaron Donald comparisons, but Michael Mayer is a tight end from, from Notre Dame. That could be also a potential landing spot for Detroit. And then I also have on here, Darnell Wright as a guy that can also go in there for the Detroit Lions and make an impact. So I think regardless how you look at it, they're going to get some pretty darn good football players. However, um, it go, it ends up. And let's say, you know, Matt Verderam just brought up the idea what if Anthony Richardson's there at six? You have Jared Goff for the season to play out. He could sit there and develop. I think that one is almost a scary scenario out of all of them. I was going to say, let's go scary scenarios. Carter Richardson, you, the Lions are getting one of the two. I guess most people would say Anthony Richardson because you would bet against Richardson and you think that Carter is going to be great. But I just want to remind people about Jalen Carter. The people in the know say that he was – hard to coach up that his effort was inconsistent do we not all know people in our lives who are like that that you can't talk to that there's no way really to reach them that some days they're great some days they're not great do those people ever do they ever have that metamorphosis and turn into the dude that you want them to become or are they the same exact person that you knew 20 years ago and maybe they're five percent better this, this is an interesting conversation, Mark, because I was having the same conversation with the, the lady who cuts my hair. We're like, we have a, we have a high school reunion coming up in, in June. I love and we're like, right there with your hairdresser. Yes. It's big. Yes. Maybe, and could we were be next about, career for me. We were talking about how, like, I bet everyone's still going to be the same as how they were in high school. You just maybe get a little bit more mature. And I agree with that. Like, if you are this person, 
maybe, like you said, maybe 5% better, but that's probably who you are. Unless there is this crazy, like, change in your, your scenery, the people you're around, and maybe that can help being going to an NFL team. But if he's hard to coach now, and, you know, he's getting premier coaching at Georgia, like – is, is Matt Eberflus going to be the guy that gets the most out of him? Is, uh, you know, Dan Campbell? Like, I don't know. I mean, go bite an ankle right now. I'm Dan <laughs> Campbell. You're going you're gonna to get the most out of yourself. Listen, and Nishia in the chat, still waiting, and you, Carm. Well, first of all, Nishia, I have done an extensive amount of growth work to try to become the best Carm that I can possibly be, so, so to, you better back that off. Second of all, it's harder. I'm a little bit older than Jalen Carter. We're asking about a, a 22-year-old to yeah. transform when he's getting paid enormous money and uh, in the NFL with a, just a bunch of toys at his, at his disposal that he hasn't had. You're asking a lot for a guy who has not shown a whole lot of maturity to this point. That's all I'm saying. I don't even remember high school. That was so long ago. I'm certainly I not, remember it. I'm certainly not that person anymore. I, I would say I'm pretty close to that guy. Yeah, but Nick, that was like, that was like, like four Nick's years ago for you. So, like, what's, you know, <laughs> come on. A little longer than that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Ten sorry, year reunion in June. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, here comes Braggs in the stands with his you're a lot older car. You know. Oh, you're. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, no. Mr. English, that, that, no, learn how to you're, learn how to use the words correctly. Rags in the stands. English tutor in me. I'm sorry. Second of all, uh, that's right. That's right. I am a lot older, buddy. Just like you're a lot. Never mind. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for getting that. Uh, all right. Um, I, I want to rewind back one conversation just as, as far as Detroit's concerned. What's what's going on? Oh, I'm rewinding. That's the rhyming? Yep, rewinding. Do, and this is for the chat, and this is for you, Nick, and this is for you, Lawrence. Yeah. Nolan Smith, Peter Skaransky, who do you want? Nolan Smith, Brod, uh, Broderick Jones. Nolan Smith, Peter Johnson, Nolan Smith, Darnell Wright. I mean, it's tough. The Bear, it's, if Smith doesn't fit in the Bears' system, then how the hell do you take him over a guy you need and the line? Yeah, I mean that for me. You play him at linebacker. Play him at play him at the will. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I think yeah. That if they you can make that transition, don't, don't we I have think enough linebackers at this point? Didn't yeah, we, just we do. The sign? Bears do have a lot of linebackers. <laughs> they do, but none of them are elite. We have one elite linebacker. You have room for another linebacker. Yeah, we'll see how, how he does. Okay, so, spot. all right, fine. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm, You're I, right. I, I like Roger Jones. I really do like Roger there, Jones. There's some redundancy there. So, no. A lot of no to Nolan. He's going to be awesome, though. He's going to be an awesome player in the NFL. No yeah, and no to Nolan, no like, to Bijan. Hearing Eagles, like, it's like, damn it, that's like a perfect place for so him. many pass rushers, too, adding that yeah, guy. It's just I like, know. come on now. Yeah, that's come on. That's not great. Give me that mediocre offensive lineman, damn it. I want him right <laughs> now. <laughs> These guys aren't mediocre. They're, they're, they're the best of the group. None of them are viewed as elite. Yet. Okay, it's not Eric Fisher. Yes. You're saying like the number one. Like there's pick. no, yeah. there's there's no Quentin Nelson here. No one is like you've uh, Paris Johnson Jr. is going to be the best left tackle of the of the, the last decade. No one has said anything like that. These dudes are not elite. They're yeah. these are these are capable guys. I'm not saying it's wouldn't be the, it would be a wrong pick, but and maybe they will turn into elite. But no one is jumping up and down like you gotta get Skaronsky. We just heard Vernon. Eh, like Skaronsky, because if he sucks at tackle, he'll be good at guard. You can even play him at center. 
which is a fine take and yeah. and all, but it's safe, uh, safe, safe. And yes, I like shiny things, and none of those guys to me are super shiny. It's more like the 2014 Honda Accord that I'm driving around, which gets <laughs> me there every single day. They rise and shine, Honda Accord. All right, uh, should we move on? No, um, let's keep talking about your Honda Accord. <laughs> I have a 2013 Honda Accord. Shout out. There we go. 2018. I mean, go to the shop. Maybe it's more. Maybe they're more like a 2022 Accord. All right. Moving along. You want to go to Minnesota or you want to go to Green Bay? Let's go to Green Bay. They're next. uh, Okay, 15 overall. Yep. So So the Packers, who I think could be comfortably in a nice rebuild year, that is not a whole lot. Hasn't been really underlined that much. That this could be a great rebuild year for Green Bay. A lot, lot of options for them once they finally get rid of Aaron Rodgers, which I'm assuming will happen before draft day, even though Mark Murphy is saying on his tour around Wisconsin that, yeah, I'm not going to be talking about that. And they don't, there's not, he won't even acknowledge there's an urgency to get this done before the draft, which there has to be. You've got to want to have extra picks going into this year's draft. But continue on, Nick. Yeah, for sure. Um, looking at Green Bay's needs right now, you put wide receiver up there, tight end, defensive line. Safety. Right now, the only two safeties on the roster are Darnell Savage and Rudy Ford. And I'm going to be completely honest, Mark. Rudy Ford, I don't even know who Rudy Ford is. Sorry if there's Green Bay fans watching this. Don't know. They haven't. Uh, Adrian Amos still unsigned. Marseille's Lewis is likely going to go to the Jets. Robert Tanyan is now with the Chicago Bears. Bears. So looking at their needs... Will this finally be the year that they draft a quarterback in the first – or a quarterback, a wide receiver in the first round for their quarterback, Jordan Love? If it is, maybe Jackson Smith and Jigba would be a nice fit for the Green Bay Packers. See, I see a lot of people having in Jigba going 11th. To the Tennessee Titans? To the Titans. And I'm like I, – I, I, don't, I don't – first of all, I think Tennessee's trading up. Second of all, I don't see that happening. So you could – there's a scenario where JSN falls to yeah, falls that, to the Packers. That That's one. interesting. Uh, Michael Mayer, the tight end from Notre Dame. Again, the, the Green Bay Packers don't really have any tight ends on this roster right now. Uh, Dalton Kincaid. Michael Mayer is impressive. Yeah, so another tight end from uh, Utah there. And then maybe they, or they go and take the best safety in the draft, or what's considered Brian Branch from Alabama. So... You know they they they're most likely they're filling needs that also fit maybe position wise positional value on their their draft board to kind of get better here. But you know just talking with Matt Verner, I'm like, what about quarterback? But he made he made a, a lot of good points of why it would be advantageous for the Green Bay Packers to roll with Jordan Love because of the likely outcome that can come after that. But tight end, wide receiver, safety. That's what I'm kind of looking at for the Green Bay Packers and. How they can possibly address that with the 15th overall pick? I would throw in Dalton Kincaid, tight end out of Utah. Caught 70 balls. Did you say him? I did. Yeah, he, he did. did. Okay. <laughs> My bad. My bad. Sorry. Was was elsewhere for a minute. Don't exactly know where I was, but I'm coming back here. I'm here now. We're here. Thank you we're very here. much. You were throwing, throwing out a lot here. Um, hmm. All right. I don't know. For a Packers did, fan, I'm like, yeah. if you're going into this draft with the 15th overall pick, you're going you're to get to uh, – Guys that can make an impact in year one, but I don't know if I'm like overly excited about it. I don't know. That's yeah. just that's just me. Did did you mention Preston Smith? What about Preston Smith? Well, he's a. I think he's a viable cut candidate to oh. to save them some dough. A lot yeah, that, of, I just think there's a lot of different ways that Green Bay can play this. There, and I also think we can settle into 
as a Bears fan that Green Bay very well could suck for a while. Which is weird. Which is weird, but yet familiar to us old Bears fans or older Bears fans because Green Bay was not what anywhere close to a good organization until Rodgers and before that Favre showed up. Like, Green Bay was just... Yeah, they sucked. They were awful. The Bears are whooping their ass so, at one point. So maybe, so maybe that is on the table. Uh, all right, to Minnesota we go in a second. But first, let's... Um, Let's move along to uh, something that you, your health, Nick. Can we talk about your health real fast? Because I'd like to hear about your health. Yeah, and when it comes to my health, I, a big part of that is athletic greens. With one scoop of your AG1s, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day off right. This mixture of ingredients helps your immune system, gives you energy, and improves your focus. And that's why I take my athletic greens, and you should too. What's awesome about your AG1s is that it costs less than a cup of coffee a day. Also helps support better sleep quality and recovery, which we all definitely need. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. Super simple. No need for a million different pills and supplements. So look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Green is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Bears. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash Bears to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. Shout-out to our guy, Matt Peck, who wants the Bulls to lose but also has gotten super healthy on Athletic Greens. We'll talk about that coming up here. (laughs) The ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower your energy bills now and into the future, Nick. Yeah, and ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across the territory. ComEd also offers free facilities assessments that can help find energy saving opportunities like for hvac systems commercial kitchen equipment or industrial processes how exactly does that work nick let me tell you mark an authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs that can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours and within three to four weeks customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately and each recommendation will include estimated energy savings cost savings project costs potential incentives and simple payback and if you own a business don't wait Get started saving money and energy today for energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment. Go to comed.com slash powering biz. Don't wait. Move forward. Get that energy saving. Make the world a better place. Did you say comed.com slash powering biz? Yeah. Schedule today, Mark. I get after it. Let's go. All right. Uh, Cub shows milling around here. I can feel the time getting shorter. So we move on to the Minnesota Vikings. Number 23 on your draft board. Lots of needs. Wide receiver. Defensive line. We could point in linebacker. Mm-hmm. We could even go to quarterback, which we discussed yeah. earlier. Yeah. We've got guys moving around. We got Adam Thielen leaving. What do we when, when you're looking at the Vikings? What do we what do we how are we sizing this one up? Yeah, and they lost Patrick Peterson, lost uh, and and Dalvin Thompson in free agency. T.J. Hawkinson's in Detroit. I mean, you can go maybe the best available cornerback there, Deontay Banks uh, from Maryland. 
Uh, Kalijah Kansi also comes up as a potential guy That's that good. can also play uh, with, in the division. Maybe it's now at Detroit at 18. Maybe it's at number 23 with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Mozzie Smith, defensive tackle from Michigan. And t- I think defense is what we're going to see the Minnesota Vikings go. If they don't go, I wouldn't say like uh, as an outlier to get a quarterback, but I think defense is where you're going to see the Minnesota Vikings try to target the best player available. And if it happens to be the corner or defensive interior, um, that makes a lot of sense in my eyes. And, you know, if, if they do want to draft that quarterback too, like Henry Hooker's been getting a lot of love lately, especially in the past week and a half. And I know um, the NFL or the Athletic did a mock draft and Henry Hooker went to the Minnesota Vikings at number 23. But there's a lot of things like he will be, what, 30 by the end of his rookie deal. He's still coming off the injury, but – he still has a lot of the traits that you like at the quarterback position. Just a reminder, the Vikings uh, changes on the coaching staff. Ed Donatel, defensive coordinator, out the door. Uh, corner makes a whole lot of sense here. Um, Vikings also, uh, you know, they did they, – Cam Dantzler, Patrick Peterson out the door, but they did add in uh, Byron Murphy Jr. as well, so – and wide receiver actually might be a scary or a yeah. slight need for them. No Adam Thielen. You have Justin Jefferson. You know, I you know, I wouldn't be crazy to me too. Like, let's say it's um, maybe Jordan Addison from from USC. We talked about him in our top five. Like that would also be another another weapon to have with Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson, another dynamic duo there. So that could be a possibility as well. Do you like receivers who could barely Ride the rides at Great America. Go get Jordan Addison. <laughs> he's, I think he's six feet. I understand. He weighs like four pounds. Well, he's yeah. a. T- I like him too. Yeah, I got no. I got no problem good. with it. But that I just. Think That'd be it. more like a Tank Dell. He's a, he's more on the, yeah. the shorter side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. <laughs> he's he's under two hundred pounds. Yeah. Let's, he's 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 he's. I a, can ride all the rides at at Six Flags, Mark. I'm under two hundred pounds. <laughs> I'm glad they let you do that. Nick. You're a very mature guy. All right, are we ready for my? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. What my? Let's well, do real this. quick, my, uh, Willie just uh, chimed in for us, uh, saying uh, two dollars sets twenty sacks last year for the Bears. Shake my head. Go D line in the first round. I feel you, Willie. Yeah, I feel you on that two that buck a, that super chat all day long. Hundred um, percent. No doubt. So, all right. I had a phenomenal time watching Bulls basketball last night, and I am super excited for Friday night in Miami. Only and sh- the Bulls! And shout out to, to Matt Peck, who, of course, does a phenomenal job sitting in this chair hosting our Bulls show, CHGO Bulls. If you're not as watching, then I don't know what you're doing. They had a great crowd last night in there. I, I popped in myself. It was awesome to see him and Big Dave and Will. Uh, but ending Jimmy Butler's season which the Bulls have an opportunity to do on Friday night, it's cool. That's fun. Losing to him would suck, but it would be fun to end Jimmy's season. And, hey, it's if you get in and you're playing the Bucks, hey, you're going to have to get by him at some point. So, you know, yeah, house money. Yeah, it ain't this year. No, probably no. Of course no. not. But it's house money. They win, if mean, they win a game, win two games, let's go. I mean, the Bulls are actually, when they've been playing well, are, are trending up. There's been some ugly losses. Atlanta at the top of the food chain, but we saw what the Hawks did in the playoffs to Miami. Atlanta played a great game, so maybe it's not as bad. And then last night, 
I think everybody wrote off the season, probably turned off the TV for at least five seconds, and all of a sudden the Bulls showed showed a level of heart that no one thought they had. So that's not my that's not my hot take. That's that's upsetting. Now what is what is going to bother people? When I was growing up, going to sporting events, I was raised on this sportsmanship thing, and in my household, uh oh, yelling when someone was at the free throw line was frowned upon, which I thought was ridiculous. The whole crowd was doing it. But my now 97-year-old father, Papa Fred, was like, that's, that's cheating. That's lame. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's fine. But I had that in my head. And here comes DeMar's daughter. And the Raptors shot 50% for the, for the free throw line. And she's going with this horrendous screech from a nine-year-old and i'm thinking to myself you know from a parenting perspective do i want my nine-year-old kid the mom's sitting i think that was the I, she, yeah she was high-fiving her it was great i mean would i let my kid sit there and screech every time the opposing team is is is, is i mean dad's on the team i feel like it's a little different if it's just like a random kid versus demar's uh, kid okay interesting take we're, we're trying to help dad but yeah. we're, we're doing it you know we're not we're trying to impact the action <laughs> Whatever, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm not she sure. Awesome, man. I'm not sure that, it, like, if I was Demar, that I might not have just, you know, he he said that he was worried that she was okay because he he heard it at one point. So I'm not sure if if you know at halftime if I might have said a note out like, hey, can you please tell my beautiful, amazing daughter who I love to the end of the earth to quit to knock it off with the screeching because it's a little bit much and that's not how we're, you know that's not how we're gonna live our life. That's my that is my old man sportsmanship kind of awkward nine-year-old parenting suggestion that uh, and she's apparently not going to be there on friday against miami because she's got to go back to school the taking the part out the, the taking out of school totally into that let's go that was a learning experience you were supporting dad you're allowed to miss a day of school you'll catch up i believe in you but the screeching thing i, I, think I don't she's, know i think she's way better than the girl at Northwestern that was there screaming for five years right behind the uh, announcer table? Uh, that would be Emily Harriet. Yeah, can't, can't stand her. <laughs> she, she, I mean, look at the impact she had in that game. They couldn't shoot free throws to save their lives, uh, the Toronto Raptors. But I do agree, Mark. I do agree with Lawrence here. Because it's her father playing in the game, it's different. But if I'm like someone near there, I'm like, what the hell is going on? But if you're seeing it's like making an impact, like I was all for it. I'm like, keep screaming, little girl, and then boom, miss a free throw. 18 for 36. Let's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, imagine if you were sitting next to her. Yeah, I, I know. That would, would be. You, I would not be pleased. You would not uh, be would, pleased, no. Benedetto. But you, the, you, you know, honestly, though, after the first five, I would realize, oh, hey, that's DeMar DeRozan's daughter. I have yeah. really good seats. I'm. Let's keep going. I, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd help out. I'd start screaming, too. Yeah. Chat's giving Carm's uh, uh, worst take ever from McBay. Yeah, whatever. Kenator. Uh, McBaconator. Ca- McBaconator. Th- thank you very much. Prison Mike's Bacon. got Carm, you're off the show. Oh, no. Am I the only one that had this thought? Did anybody else I have my remotely buddy, think this? I have my buddy. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll tell you someone who thought it. Huh? Casey Standahar, head of social. Yeah? She was not a fan. She was not a fan. Yeah, I don't know. So where I'm she not is. alone. I don't want to see her right now. But no, I had some friends that were like, "Why? Who is that? Have her stop." I mean, she was. I, I was. I was amused by it. I, I put a tweet out saying she's the MVP, but mm-hmm. then I felt guilty about that too. Like, yeah, 
Bulls Bulls got that W. Let's go. They did get that W by any means necessary. It's a roller coaster ride, and I don't want it to end Let's yet. Let's go, Mark. Did, I, 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 you know, there's a definitely part of me that wants her to be in Miami and do the same screech. Let's go. <laughs> I want to get to these playoffs. I'd love to drive up to Milwaukee and enjoy some Bulls basketball next week. Let's go. Saving but there is part of me that just the whole, it just felt a little bit off. Yeah. By the way, holy mature nine-year-old. The, the coat and the, the hair. Awesome. And, I mean, I, the, she like, wow, lost man. and found the days too. Yeah. She's going to be running the world. Fit be, check. Yeah. Five stars. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No. Uh, All right, well, let's get out of here. Is that it? Yeah, we're done. That's it. All right, thanks to Matt Verderamp. Nick, good to be with you today. You and Will back tomorrow. Yes, sir. Yeah. Huge Hawk Show coming up today at, at 3. Uh, Kevin. It's sort of a Hawk Show. It's the it's the, the the Chicago Sports Podcast. Oh, the Chicago Sports Podcast. Where my we bad. talk about everything. Where we're talking about everything. But today we're definitely talking about Johnny T. Yeah, Captain yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So big day and Cubs milling around here, too. So uh, we got to go. Thanks so much for watching, everybody. Hit that like button on the way out. And uh, Nick and Will, we'll see you tomorrow.